And welcome to the Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I am your host, your old pal Zane, here with Faith Spencer. Hello. And Zoe Schwartz. Hello. They just switched spots if you're watching the video. It's not, <laughs> Faith is not the new co-host, but they are the host for this episode. So thank Yay. you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, you're a comedian. You have a little bit of a background in psychology. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I am, um, I am, so I'm, I've been in therapy for a long time, but I'm also, um, majoring in psychology as well as anthropology at Washington State University. Um, and it's just, I'm, I'm in love with, with both fields. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. And I do try to integrate, you know, uh, mental health themes into my comedy as well. Um, and, uh, a lot of, yeah, I mean, like we also, I think we also do a fair amount of that on, on our other. Yeah. On our other show, the Rogue Apostles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Um, so something you want to talk about, uh, while it's, well, it's still hot in the news, uh, the Jonah Hill, uh, text messages. Yes. So, um, yeah, the, uh, it came out, um, Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, uh, came out with a text um, that he had sent her at one time and uh, basically was giving her rules for their relationship and it just pertained to like things she could and couldn't do. Um, she is a professional surfer and yes. influencer on Instagram, um, which obviously um, there's... She would be doing you, the things you, that She would be doing these things in her career. Her yeah, because yeah. so he, he had said, you know, I don't want you surfing with men. I don't want you to have um, what he called boundaryless, inappropriate relationships with men. Taking um, pictures in your bathing suit. Taking pictures. You're a professional. A professional yeah, posting wearer is part of your job. Yeah, it's literally that's that's your uniform yeah, for yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Don't do that." And so, um, and then he also he had said at one point, um, I think he told her she he he told her also, um what kinds of friendships he, she could have with women as well. Oh, yeah. Which, okay. and yeah, yeah. If somebody's telling you what kind of friendships you could have, that's already kind yeah. of a, like if yeah. somebody's like, oh, you're friends with that person, I can't be your friend. It's like, right. that's already kind of manipulative. But. Which is, yeah, which is terrible totally to begin with. If anybody had ever, if anybody had, had given me these things, I would have been like, see ya. But yeah. it was the way in which he framed the entire conversation um, and I don't know if if you guys I haven't seen it personally, but Jonah Hill uh, produced an entire movie about watched, the value yeah. of going to therapy and interviewed his therapist. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. part of it. Had a whole thing about it. I I haven't seen it. I had I was it was on my list and um, maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, then this uh, kind of came out. You're like, okay, yeah. I don't the know, way really... he framed the entire conversation was with the use of like therapy language. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically took all of these things that he was commanding her to do and said that they were his boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And we've and talked like, a little bit about my... boundaries in the past. We have not talked about them in that way. Uh he, he was like, these are my boundaries for a healthy relationship. And if you can't do this, like maybe this isn't gonna work. Yeah, which include you not being the authentic version of you that I met. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I decided don't, to don't date be you. the hot surfer that yeah. I that I met. Yeah. And then no. um you know, I don't want other people to see you as desirable because yeah. I see you as desirable. Yeah. And, yeah. and those are my boundaries. And those are my boundaries. Those are super yes. emotionally right. abusive requests of anybody. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Zoe, uh, I guess I like what would be like the, the biggest difference between like boundaries and the manipulation that we kind of see here? 
Um, well, I guess I guess what I would say is like a boundary. Yeah, I mean, I guess just that he's using the language of a boundary to make requests of somebody that are not boundaries. They are like inappropriate uh, control over someone else's body and life. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I mean, what I understand boundaries to be is is basically setting standards for how you want to be treated. Yes, yes. When yeah. somebody is, um, like how you want to be approached by that person when mm -hmm. they do an action and it's directed at you, those that's like a domain that you can be like, here's how you can treat me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good boundaries. Way yeah. <clears throat> to my understanding, boundaries have nothing to do with how other people live their lives. No. Yes. And your boundary would be like, I'm not going to have you in my life. If right. your lifestyle offends my boundaries, Her, my boundary is I don't let you in my life yeah. then. Yeah. Not exactly. you change so you can be in my life. Right. Yeah. That's basically what he yeah. said. So, I mean, like her boundary, I think, would be like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you if you continue to speak with, to me like that, I am going to leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think it was I think it was just like people were so shocked by this. And I think part of the reason that it was so shocking is because I think one, a lot of people have been through it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mm -hmm. think I think we've all at one point, I mean, had words twisted yes. to make us feel like a situation was one way when it was really another way. But there was, there was just something like especially like insidious to yeah. to this particular thing because it was he was using um, language that belongs to something that is ultimately supposed to help us. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it just it was just especially like evil yeah it makes it harder to stand up for yourself too oh if my the person God, yes. is using something that's like common knowledge like a respectful way of communicating and engaging right. with yeah. others and saying your behavior which is not really that is that not respecting that in someone else's you yeah. know life or yeah not, not. well i think like the the problem that like i see is that like they're using something good for evil you mm -hmm. know and right. it's like that you're taking something that like has the potential to be helpful to people and making it a harmful thing and then it, it takes the people who already were against that thing and being like oh look see like it's this gross thing right exactly you know like well, why would i go to therapy they're just gonna like you know twist my words and did it. It, it it takes something that had so much potential to be a good thing and then turns it into like this really gross thing yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that's i think that's one of the worst you know we've been i mean i think we've been collectively pushing so so hard to get men to accept therapy and then for this to happen i was like yeah yeah totally yeah do this like yeah. it was it was well, Ben like, kind of came out, takes like, things and twists them and they're like, oh, this is what you meant, right? It's just right. Like, I'm doing it, right? And it's like, yeah. this is not what I asked for. And it's just like, I mean, you know, like when um, over the over the over history, there's always been like one villain or another who's like, oh, I learned it from this. Um, yeah. Or I learned, you know, like mm -hmm. during the Holocaust, mm -hmm. um, it was said that they learned the most about the Holocaust by observing um, how the colonial United States was yeah. treating wow. the indigenous population mm -hmm. and they were like, that's brilliant. We'll do that. It worked. Um, I feel like this is just like, it, it really stinks that this is out there in the universe because it's, it's just like, I, I know in my previous relationships, I've had people be like, I'm really stressed. You're not giving me space to express myself and I need to be able to like, you know when we're having a fight and they're screaming and punching things and they're mm -hmm. like that's yeah. just how I express yeah. my personal feelings and yeah. you need to respect that and I'm just it's it's it feels like everybody's going to be like see yeah this is <laughs> they're going to pick that up it's yeah. Yeah. it's going to become people people who have like these narcissistic tendencies are absolutely I think going to see this and run with it and that's like terrifying yeah. to me yeah 
Um, um, so something you said was narcissistic. That's something that like it's a word that I hear a lot of, but I'm not really too sure about the the definition of it. What would what would be kind of like a, a definition that like I could better understand? Um, I think the I think one of the classic definitions is kind of someone who is so there they there's a lack of empathy. There is um there everything revolves around them. Yeah. Um all the attention has to be on them. Every um they want to elicit responses in people um that make them feel better about themselves. Um nothing is ever their fault and it's um like there's uh it's called the narcissist prayer. I wish I I don't can I pull it up on my phone? It's <laughs> not allowed. I, yeah, I don't yeah, okay, 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 hold on. Let me Zoe, what's what, what would the definition be that you would you would kind I of don't, give? I don't think I know like the definition of narcissist. I think it's a personality disorder. I think something that's good to like clarify is like I think we we talk about like somebody being narcissistic or having a narcissistic behavior. And I think often in abusive relationships, the abusive person can exhibit narcissistic behavior, but doesn't necessarily mean they're like diagnosably right. have narcissistic personality disorder because that has to be like at a certain level yeah. or whatever. But you I think you could be depressed and not have yeah. depression. Yeah. 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 But something that I think is really interesting that I learned about personality disorders is that like kind of the idea that like personality disorders develop out of an in like a somebody's it's obviously a, like a survival technique or like a, you know, a way that our brain tries yeah. to help us survive, you know, but it's like a break from your true self and then like a creation of a false self that like right. and then your entire personality becomes protecting the true self yeah. with the false self. And so and it can manifest in like narcissism. It can manifest in like borderline personality disorder. But it's yeah. just a lot. Most of the person's engagement with the world is in, is in an effort to protect the part of themselves that's so traumatized that they can't really like be that person yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't know if that totally makes sense. That makes, yeah, a, lot no, makes a lot of sense. That's kind of um, how I understood it. I pulled it up and I, I remembered when I, I when I first read that and I kind of thought of, thought back to people in my life who it just rang true for me. Um, It just it's called the narcissist prayer. And mm -hmm. it's kind of. um something that i had uh heard another it was just on a it was a therapy reel i think mm -hmm. and but it was somebody who um would give it to um like her her clients to kind of like identify whether or not they're dealing with someone who has narcissistic tendencies okay, okay. um but it goes that didn't happen and if it did it wasn't that bad and if it was it's not that big of a deal and if it is that's not my fault and if it was i didn't mean it and if i did you deserved it mm -hmm. and that's like it's Terrifying. it's something yeah and it's just like one of those things where you're just like you can use that to kind of like think about it and if you if you look at that and you take the text that jonah was sending to mm -hmm. his ex um, and you kind of like take this and you look back on it, you kind of, you can kind of like see, see the layers. stages yeah. Yeah. where he, where she's like, she's like, you definitely said that. And he's like, well, yeah, I did, but I was expressing myself. And she was like, yeah. that's not how you express yourself. Yeah. And he yeah. was just like, well, you know, and it kind of went down. Yeah. 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 It well, it was, I could have been worse. I was, you know, and, um, but yeah, that is definitely like, there's a lot, I mean, like narcissism is almost kind of like when you get down to it, it's an entire deflection yes. process. Yeah. 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 And it's very much so like to this, take no responsibility. Yeah, this constant like yeah. deflecting of like the world so that yeah, you don't break through that shell. Yeah. yeah. That's protecting the true self who was traumatized. traumatized. And, yeah. 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 So totally. I mean, all that being said, I don't I'm sure he's he can he's he's fine. He's yeah. fine without doing all that. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he yeah. doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. 
No, definitely. Well, I think also makes me think about like celebrity and like um, yeah. the amount of privilege that people have and the amount of like just special treatment that you get when you are a celebrity and like how that might even like foster um, yeah. a narcissistic behavior yeah. or tendencies because you are treated with an elevated sense of self because the world actually sees you as like somebody who's better than other people because we yeah. do treat celebrities like they're, True. you know, special in some way, you know, right. and, and really they're just people who like got lucky most of the time. Yeah. Right. There's lots of talented people in the world who aren't famous, you know, like. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people who kind of, I don't know, there's, I, I know that there are a lot of people, um, Jeanette McCarty, I think, released her book. Mm -hmm. um, I, she was on iCarly. She was a big Nickelodeon star. Oh, okay. She released a book. It, it is called, I'm Glad My Mom Is Dead, mm -hmm. um, or I'm Glad My Mom Died, or something like yeah. that. And it just kind of, it goes through everything she kind of went through as a child star and as a teenager mm -hmm. and... I think if you kind of like if you take like her story and you put it next to Jonah Hill, you've had somebody who like has been, you know, probably been through a ton to mm -hmm, get where sure. they are, um, especially Jonah being, you know, Jonah. I mean, he he is in front of a camera fat and like that's yeah. hard to oh, do. Absolutely. And, yeah. and then I he mean, got thin and then he yeah, got and then he got thin. Yeah. 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 And I um, and that's like there's nothing wrong with it. But like I'm sure in his mind, he's like. It's it was probably really hard. Yeah, I've so been thin one, and fat before, and it does fuck with your head. It does. Yeah. Like you, yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with being fat, but nobody's gonna tell him that, you know. Well, yeah. when you're in Hollywood, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's a stigmatized identity in our yeah. culture. So yeah, like people, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but we get treated differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and could, I think it's it's important to like acknowledge that like this person has been through certain things but like for them to like know better and continue to not do better that's kind of a different oh, thing absolutely. you know it's like yeah. had you been a traumatized child star who like went into a relationship and didn't realize what you were doing that's one thing but if you were like right. a traumatized child star who like went into it got super messed up by it went to therapy and figured out what the right thing to do was and then yes. proceeded to do the wrong yes. thing mm -hmm. that is that's that you have too much information for me to have compassion for exactly yeah. no you know? I agree entirely that's something that's and it's it's hard because I don't I never I never really want to say somebody's like a bad person but yeah. I'm like there's the way there's that something coping, bad in the way there. that they're coping with the things they've been through and the, their strategies to survive are harmful to other people is yeah. how I like right. to say it. Like, you may not be a bad person, but you can be a dangerous person to yeah. be close yeah. to. Yes. Because Definitely. your way of behaving in the world is harmful to the people around you. I think yeah. dangerous is a fantastic yeah. way to put it, honestly. Definitely. That's how yes. I tried it because I used to always be like, they were emotionally abusive and a lot of people are, but I do try to like see people as like, you know, the whole thing and it's like, they're not inherently evil maybe, but they are someone that I need to have boundaries yes. against because they're not yeah. safe because yes. they have a whole messed up way of coping with yes. the stuff they've been through in the yeah. world. Definitely. And, All right. Yeah. Well, awesome. We're going to take a real quick commercial break and we will be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Yay. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zade, here with Faith Spencer. Hello. And Zoe Schwartz. Hello. All right. So uh, something we wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, diagnosing and labeling. Um, yeah, Zoe, tell us a little bit <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Take I a thought, deep breath. I'm, all, I'm ready. It's like that time I called you. And yeah. One time I called Zane before he answered, and I went, hey. Yeah. And then we laughed for like 20 minutes yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I need to calm down. <laughs> you heard me ramping up. I'm all. <laughs> I, was like, wait, wait. I was like, how do I get her to this sentence faster? I'm all, I'm ready. Um, and then I'm not when you want me to be. Um, the other times. Uh, <laughs> well, what it made me think of is like how we, when we were talking about narcissism, right? Mm -hmm. And we were kind of like, is he, like, we don't know if he's a narcissist 
differences, but we can yeah. definitely say that like in abusive relationships, mm-hmm. the behavior that occurs often can be labeled as narcissistic behavior or like strategies that a narcissist would use. Mm-hmm. But like the idea of being fully diagnosed, right? I think, well, I, I guess see the idea of diagnoses and like the difference between exhibiting a trait of a mental illness versus like having a right. diagnosable mental illness. Yeah. And then also just like how arbitrary the idea of a diagnosis is and really like can we really even put people in boxes like that or is it just for insurance purposes you know like well i mean i would say like for me getting a diagnosis was helpful in the sense that like i understood more about what was going on Mm -hmm. but at the same time i felt trapped by what was what was diagnosed you know because it's like at a certain point it became like i'm reacting to this because i have this thing Mm -hmm. you know but Mm -hmm. like at the same time like I was able to have more compassion for myself because I'm reacting like this. I have this thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like a a, a difficult place with it. Um, In your work, you have to diagnose people. Yes. Um, How, how is that bad? Well, yeah, I guess. And that's, I think you're right. I think like labels are really valuable. And also like it helps us, like if we do have a mood disorder or like something that's needs to be understood and like not needs to be understood in a clinical way, but but would help us to manage it if we understood it in that way. I think they are valuable. And like, I sometimes like the idea of being labeled, but yeah, I think, I have to like as a therapist because I I most I work with people that all have um Oregon like state insurance just because of like where I'm at in my licensure and where I work that like you have to diagnose people um you can change it like by the time you're done going through everything but you have to put a diagnosis down after the first time in order to bill there's no real way to know if someone I mean you could uh, depression and anxiety yeah but like to diagnose like bipolar or a personality disorder or like complex PTSD or something like that or to pick that apart from like complex grieving or whatever, just right. all the other yeah. options that there are that like could inter, you know, the symptoms can look similar. Right. Uh, I just don't think we get enough time to make those decisions before we have to. And those labels stay on people's records forever. And, yeah. and the one thing I really learned a lot about in school that we talked a lot about as far as stigmatizing was like borderline personality disorder specifically, mm. because there's a lot of ideas around like they're the hardest people to work with. And like, Blah, blah, and just personality disorders in general, because yeah. it is such an intense um, way of coping that does have a lot of really like yeah. hard behaviors or challenging behaviors or whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah, like kind of uh, reflected outwards. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and so I think uh, that those labels stay with people forever. And the fact that we have such a short period of time to make those diagnoses yeah. is kind of scary. And it gives yes. a lot of power. And it also says a lot about like equity and like the people who have to get diagnosed and the people that don't have to get diagnosed to get yeah. help. Like if you can pay out of pocket, you don't necessarily have to get a diagnosis. Your therapist could, could never yeah. even diagnose you and just treat you. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I took it when I, so when I was diagnosed, I, so I have bipolar two, mm-hmm. um, and generalized anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. um, well, and depression and, <laughs> 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 um, and I remember like when initially, Um, so I, (laughs) it was so, okay. This is, this is the thing about what you were saying about, you were like, that is going to stay on the record Mm -hmm. forever. Um, that was something that initially when I was, they first tried to diagnose me when I was in like my late teens Mm -hmm. and I was still in my parents' insurance. So I'd had like a couple of like, I initially had gone for my ADHD and Mm -hmm. I'd had like a couple of appointments and they finally were like, we think that you have bipolar too. Mm. And I was just like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. no, yeah. don't write yeah. that down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Girl, I was like, I'm just, I, I'm a person. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody goes through this and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was just like one of those things. So like for the longest time, I just had like mood disorder. They medicated me for bipolar too. Like they, they okay. put me on, they put me on stabilizers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm back on them. Sweet. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> and, um, 
they uh but i was like i was like no you can't know that you can't know that it felt and like it felt too soon for yeah, me to make the decision i was just like that's, that's wild and yeah. then i to to know that like somebody was going to open my file in the future and be like oh she was diagnosed with bipolar too i finally accepted the diagnosis totally. yeah. later in life but you could um, see how yeah. it might not be enough information right. at yeah. that point to make but that i was just yeah I, I remember having this conversation where i was just like um no i'm in my like late teens you know <laughs> i was like i'm a, I'm just a person like mm-hmm. this is a weird time from in my life i think they also do you kind know? of discourage away from diagnosing people as much as possible because there is so much like unstable mood yeah. stuff that happens with puberty yeah. and growing yes. up into an adult that yeah where like, you could see like yeah. something during a totally. certain time yeah. and same thing with borderline personality disorder I've heard that like another reason yeah. why they don't recommend or some people don't recommend diagnosing is because teenage years are such an unstable emotional time yeah. that it's really hard to say yeah, yeah and some people sense. might display those symptoms as a teenager but then as they mature they might not anymore right and yeah. it could also be I mean there's so much like um, you know I know that there's those there's so many overlaps with other things too that I was like yeah it's just all trauma too at yeah, some level like is, a, lot yeah. of the, a lot of the and personality then, disorder yeah. stuff you have like you know the trauma. histrionic and and you, the BPD and yeah, then you yeah. know there's like it's it's yeah they, it, it's wild how fast it has to happen and now mm-hmm. I mean now I'm on um I mean I'm on state insurance as well mm-hmm. and so it was just like and I just I happened to I was I, I'm seeing a therapist on um uh, on state insurance as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she was like, she was like, well, she, she was like, she has an appointment tomorrow. My, my psych, my psych now. And, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I'll take it, you yeah, know, it's, rare. And, it's hard to get in. Yeah. And, yeah. and we were, um, oh, I got crazy lucky. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was wild. Cause she, like, my therapist was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know? Cause I was like, I was like, well, do you, what do you, I was like, what do you think? Like, is yeah. this normal? And she's like, she's like, nothing's really normal. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I don't know is a better answer than like, I know definitely, but like, yeah. I'm not really sure, but I need to give you an answer. But it was wild because like, I went from, you know, having, seeing this therapist for a year mm-hmm. and her being like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. This psych has an appointment tomorrow and me being on the phone with her for 20 minutes. And she was like, well, yeah, here's what you have. And I was just like, Okay. It's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. she was like, you know, she was kind of like, okay, on to the next one, which I mean, I'm sure is it it's like that. There's a shortage of people oh, totally. who die, you yeah. know, diagnosing professionals in the mm-hmm. mental health field. She was just like, she was like, yeah, absolutely. I agree. You definitely have bipolar too. Also depression, also this. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And well, she's like, how are you sleeping? Have is. some sleeping pills too. I think <laughs> that's just what it, like, <laughs> yeah, it highlights how like different one person's opinion from it another is. could be, right? Like one person's like, absolutely. Another person's like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. She, yeah, my therapist, uh, amazing woman wants, she's, um, but she's like, she's constantly like, she's trying to like talk to, she's like, do you think this is part of your um, mood disorder or do you think this is something in your life that, you know, needs a different kind of attention? And, yeah. and it's, it's so confusing. It's it is. wild. Yeah. It's not, it's just not one or the other all the yeah. time. I think it's like a lot of things. And I, I, but it sounds like your therapist is cool in that way that she's like, kind of like things are less black and white than they yeah. are generally taught to us. And like, right. it sounds like that's why maybe she's like, yeah, like the psychiatrist can diagnose you, but I could just help you deal with the symptoms regardless yeah. of what the diagnosis is. She, yeah. yeah. I think that can whether, be helpful too. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. She's like, whether or not like it, this is, you can attribute this to an, a mental health issue that you have. 
doesn't I mean like it's it doesn't matter it's you. still happening yeah. Yeah. and we need to yeah. deal with it you know yeah symptoms we can focus on symptoms versus diagnosis and be just as helpful yeah I there's think. like no yeah, pill that definitely. heals relationships yeah. you know what yeah. I mean well, so she's like she's like well, let's work on it well right? I think that that's a really good point that you bring up is that like you can focus on the symptoms without having to like without there being a diagnosis like if the, the problem isn't the diagnosis the problem is the symptoms of the thing you're trying to diagnose yeah you know? yeah, right. like, yeah. yeah yeah no, I think it can help for sure, like if it's really complicated, but I think it can also help to pick it apart in the same way, yeah. right? Like having an umbrella label of all the symptoms yeah, that you're well, experiencing, but then also looking at it just from the perspective of the symptoms. I think both are probably valuable perspectives definitely. too in some yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah. It definitely it definitely feels like it gives you kind of an answer to to look to or like a possible yeah. explanation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I I feel like with me, you know, like trying to like navigate, you know, the a lot of like the mood stuff that I deal with, it's like is this coming from a a reaction to the way that things are or is this like my reaction to is this just like my like my, my emotional reaction is this like right. is this coming from an emotional place or is this coming from like a place of like this is rooted in what the actual problem is or yeah, that like this is just my reaction to yeah. struggle and, or pain or yeah. sadness. Or, and then even going more meta with it and being like, what is my acknowledgement of my diagnosis doing to my reactions? Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. You know? yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. We're influenced by all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I wonder if I'm like, sometimes I, I never want to be the person who I'm just like, well, I have a mental health issue. So yeah, this is exactly. just how I am. Yeah, you know? This is just yeah. how I am. We, we all know somebody like that. We all hate that person. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely do. Um, but like, yeah, I never, I never want it to be that way. But to a certain degree, so, I mean, worst, best case scenario, remembering that I have like an issue that is not my fault. Yeah. allows me to give myself some grace. Totally. But the last thing I want to do is cut myself too much slack totally. for my yeah. own behavior. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's just like, it's it's Well, it's really... like, I think it's it's never an excuse, but it is often context, you know? Yeah. It's like, there needs to be, there, there is context to the why somebody is reacting the way that they're reacting, yeah. but like, that does not excuse what happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, labeling, la the labeling and diagnosis component of mental mental health i think should i mean it should be more included in behavioral therapy yeah. i think also well i think like people kind of like naturally like will label themselves as like you know oh well you know i i, I looked it up on webmd and i had like you know fucking right. four out of five symptoms yeah. so that must mean that i have it and it's like i think there is that you know that desire for us to to yeah. feel um to 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 feel comfortable in like the you know understanding ourselves but i think at the same time like if you are not a professional then like you are just you're yeah. you're, you're opening up the dictionary picking yeah. a word and being like yep i think yeah. that one's me yeah you know? or you get that that special person who gets their hand on a dsm and is just like i have all of these yeah, and yeah, i'm just yeah, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you're like you may have some symptoms you have of all a of book these, yeah. yeah you have a yeah. book <laughs> yeah yeah no i i when you said that it makes me think about how like the like the ocd thing term yeah. gets thrown mm. around a lot and like often we will use OCD, like instead of just saying like perfectionism or something, right, which yeah. is really what we're describing, which yeah. could be a symptom of OCD. Yeah. yeah. But OCD has a lot, it's a lot more complicated there's, there's, than that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot to yeah. it. Yeah. Just because you're being a perfectionist doesn't mean you have OCD. Yeah, that's not... But we, even me, sometimes I'll throw that word around because it's yeah. become yeah. like oh, a, yeah. it's become like a term that we use outside of the real context yeah, of having it. Yeah. It's synonymous. Yeah, yeah. But it can be really harmful for people that do have it, I think, yeah. too. So I think. 
Yeah, that's another thing to consider when we, and even with the narcissist, oh, he's a narcissist. You know, like I've done that oh, before. Oh, I say that all the time. Yeah. 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 I, I throw that around willy nilly. <laughs> I try to never... say like, I try to say like, or like their behavior is emotionally abusive is like a better, but it, I think even that one can be heavy and thrown around yeah. too much. But I think probably a little better than saying they're a narcissist if you don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely know I throw around narcissist all the time just because I'm going to be honest. I, um, it might be, I, I might just not care if they're a narcissist and they're offended, yeah, but you know right? what I mean? Yeah. Like I, and I know that like, I'm, I, you know, I try to be understanding and, and it's funny because even when I was reading articles ahead of this episode, mm -hmm. they were written by a lot of very, uh, very professional and well-intentioned people. And they were just like, they were like, remember if somebody is a diagnosed narcissist, Narcissist, what their behaviors are not their fault, and I was just like, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. You're like stop being yeah, yeah. nice to them. Well, that's because it it's like it's 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 swapping it with the context and excuse. You know, right? It's like yeah, they're saying that it's an excuse what they're doing. That you could say that is context why they're doing that, but it is not yeah. an excuse for them to do that. Yeah, is you it can their... understand someone without excusing? Them. Right? Yeah, is definitely. it is it their fault? No. Are they accountable? Yes. Yeah. You know? And do you exactly. need to protect yourself from them? Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. Do you need yeah. to like harm them back? No. Maybe right. Right. Like, so yeah. Like a lion, like a mountain lion, can't help that it wants to kill you right but that's why we don't spend time around mountain yeah. lions yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair that's fair yeah. <laughs> we don't have them as pets yeah <laughs> that's why we avoid them <laughs> the whole thing all right dope well we're gonna take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio and we are back with the smoke break uh this little section of the smoke break i'm going to make a weird transition uh and then i'm going to recover because we're talking about depression it's like my jokes yeah exactly yeah we'll get there eventually check out this transition yeah check out this transition things i'm famed for so yeah depression we're laughing too much no i'm kidding uh depression uh it's laughing is a hard thing to do when you're depressed but i feel like it's often the thing that helps you get out of that depression oh absolutely um i feel like yeah being able to you know look at something that you thought was like plaguing you as uh as something that's humorous you know i think is like a good way of of kind of you know like reframing and like you know finding a way to you know not not for it to not be as heavy as we think that and it probably is. why we're all comedians yes. and depressed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. All comedians with depression. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I uh I stayed in bed all yesterday and I felt like shit, but I also Ugh. felt like I needed it. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's something that like is hard to acknowledge is that like some of those needs that we have when we're depressed are like needs that we kind of need to acknowledge and, you know, be like, oh, I feel like sitting, sitting in bed all day. It's just like, OK, well, then why don't you do that? Well, because if I don't do anything, then I'm going to feel like a piece of shit. I'm you know? worthless. Yeah. yeah, I'm worthless. And yeah, I, I need to create, you know, and it's just right. like and that's like such a hard thing with like depression, too, is like I feel like the more you try to chase getting out of it, the more you kind of put yourself into it, yeah. you know, because you're like, well, I feel bad. So like I just need to be more active and then as something Zoe said you kind of feel bad about fucking feeling bad and like yeah, it it, it's to, just it becomes yeah, another thing looping, you're not yeah. doing um, yeah, it starts to pile up. Like now, I'm beating myself up for being depressed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it just exactly. feels like it feels like it's the only thing you can do that might be productive. So you just really lean into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's wild because it's it's obviously like the one thing we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Right. And I actually I really love that. Um, I've been kind of looking around my so my my social media and like my scrolling territory is just like all mental health stuff yeah, sure, all the sure. all the time that and cats and um and, com Which are the and same comedy thing. and yeah pretty much <laughs> um little furry therapists and um I am seeing a big uh like surge in this sort of like culture of like rest and uh -huh. moving towards like 
not beating yourself up for rest and yeah. being like, you know, when we were when we were coming up as a species, mm-hmm. like we really only did like what we would call work for like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the rest of the day was just for chilling. Yeah. And yeah. like and being a human and forging relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's just like. Yeah, it's so hard to remind ourselves yeah. that that's well, like that, what like, rest we is are for. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a big thing. Um, when I was like going through my whole like overcoming my weird shit with diet culture and mm. like dieting and like realizing all that stuff was like a real trap. Uh, was yeah. one of the things that they talked a lot about was like, um, I totally just lost my train of thought. You guys, uh, <laughs> oh, rest <laughs> culture. Oh yeah, that oh that 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 that's a big part of it. Is that like when you decide to stop like pursuing some like really intense like this is the thing I have to achieve. To, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Th- th- I read this whole book and like her biggest message was like just fucking chill out. Yeah, like yeah. you've been going, going, going for so long because yeah, when you diet, you're like you're on a treadmill, like a yeah. metaphorical and literal treadmill. Yeah, yes. like never. Your mind is constantly talking to you about what you can eat, what you can't eat, what you're gonna eat next, what you shouldn't have eaten. You know whether you were or exercised enough. I mean, if you're literally counting calories too, it's like a yeah. There's like a mental calculator yeah. of how many yeah. calories you're burning, how many calories you're eating. Yes. Like it's a real crazy feeling. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that the idea of just resting and like a lot of gray area just in general, not just with like our physicalness, but also with like right. our minds and like feeling like we have to achieve certain things or that certain things are good and certain things are bad. Yes. Like yeah. all of that thinking really like came out. I mean, it's all not necessarily directly connected to diet culture, right. but it diet culture really embraced all of those things and yes. helped me understand how harmful those yeah. ways of thinking are. So yeah, so I think like gray area, rest, uh, not needing to know the answer, being bad at something sometimes, like just all this really yeah. like acceptance of yeah. imperfection and yeah. like not needing to meet a certain standard. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, like we glamorized hustle culture for so fucking long. This like, well, the reason you don't have the things that you want is because you're not fucking trying hard enough. Or maybe it's because you're oppressed and they don't want you to have any money. I don't have health insurance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, one of my favorite things is, um, it's like, it's (laughs) on social media again. It's this, um, it's a trend where it's this usually like, younger white guy and he's just like he's like if you haven't hit your first million by the age of 20 you gotta listen to this and then it just like clips over and it's his cat and he's like making him do a little dance in front of the camera (laughs) i'm just like okay true yes yes true oh that hits yes absolutely right here um (laughs) i and i i would love to talk to you about diet culture because it, it is just like i feel like it's something that often um, I think those of us with depression who are, well, not just women, I mean, anybody who yeah. who isn't the um, standard um, or wants to change themselves. I think that like that literally, I feel like they get so closely linked. Oh, yeah. Um, I know when I'm in like my darkest times, something I'll do is like to to like distract myself and feel like I'm doing something productive. I'll immediately start like counting calories or yeah. something. And I don't even know I'm doing it. And I actually had also sworn off like yeah. I didn't want to diet anymore. Yeah. I um but I'll I'll it's fall. an old habit yeah. of a way to control things. Yeah. I or to feel I, like you're working towards yeah being better or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh. And it and it took a long time to like kind of like, you know, start being able to listen to my body and like depression kind of messes with that too oh yeah is totally. like depression kind of like numbs it numbs your your body and your like internal sensors mm-hmm. and so you just like you lean into diet culture and um or you lean into anything that you that like it feels like control feeds yeah. feeds self-hate and um and also it doesn't feed you um yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just like it it's we we will do it's anything a- that and and that's like diet culture drugs drinking um 
you know, negative self-talk, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad relationships, all sorts yeah. of stuff, right? Like, when re- <laughs> when in reality, you're just like the last thing, the thing that's furthest from your mind is just like having fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Definitely. like meeting up with friends and like d- chilling on a couch, yeah. <laughs> playing yeah. some Mario Kart. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I think the biggest thing that I realized after really digging deep, and even when I, because I'll go there sometimes, like still, I'll go, I even today, I'll have like issues, you know, start thinking about my body or whatever. It steals so much joy from it your does. life. It does. That was like, and I, and so there you go, depression, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. being focused on the thing that's, r- something that's wrong with you that you have to fix is just like a never ending loop of depression. Dude, yeah. Because yeah. it's a lie. There isn't anything yeah. wrong with anybody nobody yeah. needs to be fixed like yeah. we all just need to figure out how to be ourselves and yeah enjoy life but yeah i think that's there's a direct connection for sure and for yeah. a lot of women about their bodies and their negative thoughts about themselves yeah. and their well depression. i mean something somebody brought up earlier was just like self-talk and it's like yes. that's that's such like a, a tricky thing that it's like i feel like when i'm struggling i just kind of get like stuck in my head mm. and i'm just like mm-hmm. just keep repeating these messages yep. you know yeah. sometimes like the thing yeah. that, that helps me get out of that is vocalizing what those messages are and like mm-hmm. kind of like fact checking with people who yeah. are close to me and then being like no i know you feel like this way but like you know have you you know like not necessarily like silver lining it, but like, you know, just pointing out the things that like are seem hard to acknowledge when you are struggling. Your blind right. spots yes. or, or, yeah, or blind pointing spots. out that your perspective is making it harder for you. Maybe yes. too, because sometimes that's helpful when someone's like gives you and offers a different perspective. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I am kind of leaning yeah. into this. There's a weird, you know, I so someone who is extremely close to me um, is just one of those like self talkers you like, can't get out of their loop mm-hmm. right. and you have to kind of like I, I I've sat him down and I'm just like you're the only person that's thinking these things about you yeah I just need yeah. you to know that um but then it's that's like it's also like it really it really it sucks because it's just like you know that they're experiencing a cognitive dissonance when yeah. you when you sit them down and you're like nobody else agrees yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah. like damn it you know yeah. and they get physically uncomfortable and yeah. it's just like yeah. well it's like you know. it's almost like for me i feel like i would rather be validated in all of my negative emotions yeah. than to be validated in a positive way like if you were to tell me yeah. that none of my problem the problems that i'm imagining aren't really there I'm not relieved that those problems aren't there. I'm upset that you don't see the problems that I see. Yeah. <laughs> or that like, why is my perception so distorted? Yeah. If you, th- if you wa- like, yeah, that's hard for me sometimes is like when I'm hard on myself and someone says something yeah. like, and I'm like, I know it's in my head, but then I just feel down on myself because I'm like, why is What's my so self perception so off from what other people We are see? constantly seeking to be right. And like, even yeah. if you're right about the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. That's and so point. just like, right. but you're just like, at least I'm right in this. And we will constantly seek out evidence you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and that's why that's why we start doing the calorie counting mm-hmm. we start walking around the house and being like i should have done that today i should have yeah. done that today i should have done that today and like rest is hard because it's like there's at the at the root of it there is um we we feel like we are like uh feeding the negative thing that we just told ourselves about ourselves you know oh, yeah, we're lazy yeah. we're this we're that and we're sitting on the the couch and mm-hmm. it sucks because like that that those words, that sentence, that assertion about yourself doesn't even come from you. No, it's like you know messages I mean? that we give, we're given. Yeah. We, yeah, messages that we're given from outside, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. just like, I wonder if it would be helpful to take the negative things you say about yourself and like look and see, like trace that message back to a larger mm. societal standard, and mm-hmm. be like, where did I get this, and then go yeah. find it. And then be like, oh, I didn't even think that at all. Yeah. Somebody just told me that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that was a that was a huge part of like what I learned through that process of like diet culture stuff. And then also like a big part of who I want to be as a therapist is I really try to point out like 
um, bigger systems that are impacting the way yeah. the way. And I think a lot of shame and like self, all the negative self stuff comes from outside messages. And if we yeah. can understand where those came from, then often like you can feel a huge sense of like, oh, my God, it wasn't just I'm inherently yeah. whatever. It's that I was told that I was and I'm actually not. And that's why I feel like I'm on this treadmill all the time of trying to achieve myself yeah. Or, yeah. or be yeah. the thing that be I'm not thing. ever going to be because it's supposed to be unattainable. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's intentionally unattainable yeah. to distract yeah. you from just being a good person. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Not and I think that's yeah, I think that's something that's in, that's incredibly useful is is like I, I think that's an amazing strategy is just looking at those bigger systems mm -hmm. and being like, where did this where who who to, where did I hear that? You know, yeah. like why yeah. does this does this feel does this thought feel familiar? Mm -hmm. And if it does, where did I hear it? Yeah. And yeah. if I heard it, how true do I actually think yeah. it is? And if what does this system gain from yeah. me thinking it's that's, true? That's the biggest one for yeah. me. Was that when I learned what the system was gaining from me hating right. my body, yeah, it was like I still hated my body, but I was like pissed off that I hated my body right. because I realized it wasn't my fault that I did and that I was tricked into feeling like I was the yeah. problem so I could play a part in a bigger game. Yeah. That's when I really was yeah. like, oh, fuck this. And I started to feel and real radicalized yeah. in yeah. my politics because yeah. I realized it was all connected that like the thin ideal is rooted in white supremacy yes. and like we used fatness to make other race I'm not racist it was, up, but you know to make non-white yeah. people look bad it's and, a whole thing and yeah. even like and and like that that is like at the top but you can even go like you can dissect that into layers and be like how many people mm -hmm. benefit from me hating myself mm -hmm. yeah. in this moment mm -hmm. and what do they have to gain from me and like you know, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't think it is it going to cure our depression. No, no. <laughs> but, no, no, no. but I think but it'll be, help. It allows yeah. you to reframe, though, because yes. th this is where it comes back in. It's like, yeah, <laughs> once you realize that the message you're saying to yourself is a message that was given to you to intentionally right. hold you back from feeling full or authentic or yeah. happy, then you can be like, no, I can reframe this. It's not that my body's wrong. It's that my everybody wants me to think my body's wrong, right. so I will have less power, right? Because yeah. I'm a woman, and, and when blah, I'm blah, yeah, blah. And, yeah, and the other thing too is like. When I'm when I'm at rest or I'm having fun or I'm fulfilled in whatever it is that I'm doing, even if it's not productive, I'm not spending money. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not spreading whatever message that I was previously following to other people. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not serving whatever weird agenda mm -hmm. that it was. And so that's I think that's why. Re that's where that's where that don't rest message yeah. comes from yeah. it allows you to let go yeah. of all those messages when you really lean into it and then it. we take it and we throw it into our depression loop and we're just yeah. it's yeah it's mm -hmm. wild mm -hmm. you know that's the other thing too is that you know so many of these mental health issues and um society is has created a lot of it for us yeah um well but, that's because it it benefits from us believing that we're flawed yeah. you know mm -hmm. like so we'll, more people benefit from us believing that we're flawed than benefit from us believing that we are enough yeah you know? yes. oh 100 like, yeah like the the amount of people who have something to gain by me thinking that i'm not shit and the amount of people who have something to gain by me believing that i could be somebody you know yes, like very they're, disproportionate they're very, very disproportionate yes. right yeah yeah so yeah. it's like more people you know are going to reflect that like there's more that you need to do that our people are going to validate what you've already done mm -hmm. right it, it's it's kind of it's but then i mean you also like but then we have to go back to the question of like why do we why are these messages our bread and butter when we're in that place and it's like what what is like where when depression was first 
when depression first happened. Like if I I don't know if I can ever like imagine like the first person to ever get depression. Yeah. <laughs> like if yeah, they were yeah. actually a fully for, formed human yet. Was like me. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but uh, it's kind of my thing. I'm the only one who struggles. <laughs> Patient zero over here. <laughs> I I just like what what was the what was the point of it? Yeah. yeah. Before all of this. Yeah. Because yeah, I think definitely. it's I think yeah, it's very it. like you can I mean, we look back in history before like but you know, before advertisements were a thing, before billboards and, and companies and things like that, before money was a thing. And we can like we can see that people were depressed. There's yeah. there's record of like and shamanism was is very much so like um yeah, based. humans have been on like a, a a path to try to feel better for a long time, yeah. right? And there's lots of yeah. evidence of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh. is which is wild. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know. It's why. Yeah, no. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is interesting. And it's yeah, I think it's um well, this is something yeah, I was sorry, I just like led right my I led myself to it. I um the like evolutionary origins of depression, um, like I, I, I am fascinated by, and yeah. that's like one of the one of the things that I I like am trying to focus on in my major yeah. because it's just insane. Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting too because to... we know we know there's something there. Yeah, also. it's it's trying to serve a purpose. It's trying to protect us, but it just has kind of a, it's like an overcorrection like, or yeah. something. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, maybe it yeah. does seem that way. A lot of mental illness, I think, is an overcorrection of our brains or our our instinctual system trying to correct or protect and it right. backfires or it sustains past the situation where it was useful and then becomes like disruptive to our lives where in that moment maybe that strategy helped us yeah. but, but yeah. long term it hurts us yeah, yeah. that's kind of how i think about mental illness but i don't fully understand it either though but i do think it's really fascinating right. you're right yeah. yeah definitely all right well we're going to take one more quick commercial break we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio and we are back with a smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. Just said that at the last commercial break. My <laughs> name is Zane. I'm here with Spencer. And Zoe Schwartz. Hi, I'm over here being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good. You're all good. Um, so the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was just reframing. And uh, yeah, it's something that we kind of talked a little bit about in our last mm -hmm. portion. But I think that reframing is, a, is an extremely valuable tool. Um, that like kind of allows us to take what might be our current situation and find a way that like it's not as negative as we may believe it to be. Yes. Um, I feel like for me, it's something that helps bring me out of my depression because it's like it it means that my situation doesn't have to change for me to change how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I and like we, that. Yeah. And we don't really necessarily. And that's really the only thing we have full control over is the way we perceive things or the way we think about things. We don't have control over the things that actually happen to us. Yeah. I also heard somebody say one time, like, we're also our, our emotions are not based on things that happen to us. Our, our feelings are based on the way we think about the things that happen to us. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you can change the way you can think about the things that happen to you, then you can change the way you feel. I mean, I do think there's a little like little blanket statement to that because not everybody has the same opportunities in right. life yeah but i do think uh yeah in that way reframing is yeah definitely. one of the only tools we have in the bigger sense right like, yeah well I yeah. Mean, and i feel like something that really helped me with reframing was like just seeing like my extreme moods as the potential for me to recognize what extreme moods feel like mm -hmm, you know right. like i know what it's like to feel very sad i know what it's like to feel very angry i know yes. what it's like to feel very happy i know what it's like so it's like when people are experiencing these things, I have so much compassion for them. So it's mm -hmm. like what felt like a weakness in the moment that becomes like a superpower. It's like this yeah, is totally. something that, that helps connect me. Yeah. Um, do you have anything like that that you feel like you've you've recently kind of reframed for yourself? 
I don't know about reframing it, but I do think like as being somebody who like does struggle with their mental health yeah. or, you know, identifies as having anxiety and depression or whatever, but then also like works in the field of mental health. I think just, right. yeah, I think reframing the idea that like somehow there's an idea of like mental wellness versus mental illness and you're either mentally ill or you're not. Yeah. And right. I don't really think that's the case. I think mm -hmm. it's like more about how you navigate the challenges. Yeah. And yeah, of course, some people have like more intense like chemical imbalances that like yeah. do require more medical intervention or whatever sure. you want to say. Yeah. But I do think on some level, like it's all, it's all relative and that like there isn't really anybody who's like, like some people who think they're totally healed are right. like ignoring something oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Definitely. yeah. So I think just the perception that like there is some end goal, I think has really helpful for me. And I think, uh, oh, and something else for me, I think we've talked about this before, but just the idea that like I am, an emotional person and that I'm probably always going to have like big shifts in my mood mm, yeah. and that uh, it's not that I'm going to stop being like that. It's that I'm going to learn how to not respond as quickly right. or um, as yeah, to take more space in between the way I feel and the way I react or the yeah. way I, yeah. and change the way I perceive what I'm going through or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, that, well, it's like, I feel like recently I've been able to like kind of reframe um, the way that like I react, I react or respond to like just having a sensation, like, because a lot of times I have yeah. like that sensation of being scared, of being a feeling doom, a feeling unwanted, a feeling all these things. And mm -hmm. it's like I am so used to reacting to that and being like, OK, I feel this. Therefore, it's something that I need to run away from, you know, mm -hmm. like right. and because just because I'm feeling that doesn't mean that that's what I need to do. That's just how I've responded before. Mm -hmm. But like just reframing it as like my body, like almost checking in with me and being like, hey, I'm a little uncomfortable and me being like. Yeah, you yeah. have every right to be. Yeah. Like that's this kind of an uncomfortable yeah. situation, you know, like yeah. acknowledging it as as something that like, you know, you're recognizing instead of something that like is something that you have to like respond to yeah. or you have to react to. Yeah, no, I actually heard somebody say the other day like to try to determine the difference between like the voice that is like your intuition or like your right. whatever your your highest truest self versus like your trauma response or your yeah. reactionary response is like if you feel the sense of like I have to do this right now, that's and that you couldn't take the space to think about it a little bit longer. Right. That's like a red flag that it is yeah. uh, more trauma based or reactionary yeah. based rea uh, like that response. urgent, urgent fight yeah. response. Yeah. 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 And that like that's a way to check yourself. But also what you're saying, too, is like that's one of the things we teach in like cognitive behavioral therapy is like learning for little kids like to learn or even just adults who we weren't taught. this. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> How sure. do you know when you're anxious? Yeah. Because if you can notice when you're anxious because your body does often get anxious before your brain registers anxiety. Right. Yeah. And if you can notice it in your body, then you can be like, oh, I'm starting to have a response. And then yeah. you can be more logical about the yeah. experience that you're having. You get a little just, ah! you get a little forewarning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like part of the process of building more space in between those things and then ideally having more control over like the way you react or engage with the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's... Is there anything that you feel like you've reframed recently that like has kind of helped you look at the world uh, in a better way? Um, I definitely um I have since I've since I've learned kind of a little bit about um sort of like the evolutionary a little bit more about like the 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 concept of like evolutionary mm -hmm. uh purposes of behavior of behavior yeah. and mental health and um i think it's it's very much so like we we use like we use these we use the term signal like mm -hmm. because it's just like i've so signaling like if you if you realize that you're going down like you're feeling down and you you kind of like reframing that feeling and like even if you don't catch it in your body first and you it gets you you know you're in yeah. your head at that point and you kind of like you kind of like start to slowly put together that this is a signal 
for you that there's something that you need. Yes. Maybe you need rest. Maybe you need to reach out to your support. Maybe you need to um, eat something more nutritious. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Go like for a walk. There's yeah. Breathe maybe deeply. maybe you need to yeah. move your body. And it's I've been kind of reframing um, a lot of these sort of like painful or like emotionally uncomfortable moments um kind of reframing them in a in a way of like gratitude mm-hmm. for yeah. like i'm like i'm very thankful that like my body has a mechanism to signal to me that i need something that i'm not getting right now yeah, yeah. um yeah, you're in tune enough to, yeah. to recognize that yeah, yeah. and Definitely. then and then being able to like if if you like once you realize you're in that emotionally uncomfortable or painful place like Kind of being like, okay, thank you for letting me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. and kind of like taking like your physical body and your brain and whatever, you know, consciousness and and kind of taking that in and being like, okay, sorry, I sorry I neglected you for however mm-hmm. long I did, but it's okay because I'm here now and I'm gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of like, yeah, just reframing it in a very in like a a very like a place of gratitude and yeah. and being like, Okay, this sucks that I'm here, but now I now that I know. Yeah. Yeah, I can go seek out what it is, and then and then that's also ties into what we were saying before. Now I can seek out where it's coming from, what mm-hmm. I need to do, mm-hmm. um, to try and fix it, and and just being thankful for for a, a body and a system that has Notifies a way of telling you, you. yeah, wrong. yeah, instead of just letting you you know continue to live a terrible life. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That makes me think that like reframing is a tool to enhance your perspective or to like help you zoom out kind of yeah because if you take yeah. the time to reframe then you've taken the time to step away a little bit and consider that what you're experiencing could be perceived differently or thought of differently yeah, definitely. so yeah now that we said that i'm like yeah it's like it's a it's a tool to create more space so you can have more like awareness of yes your well, and i think just even having that distance like uh, an analogy that like a friend had kind of said to me is like it's like drawing a picture, except like you're super fucking close up and you're like working right. on this yeah. arm and it's yeah. like super fucking detailed. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. step back and you're like, the rest of this looks like shit. But <laughs> yeah. That hand yeah. is super detailed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> or vice versa. Or you can be like, on this, this arm. Yeah. 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 And you're like, oh, it's beautiful from far yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I, I think that, you know, just being able to give yourself that distance and, and being able to like kind of reframe it for yourself is like, is stepping back and just being like, okay, like, let me look at this in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Is right. this as bad or as good as I think mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. if it's you know because it just up close it can look like either it could yeah. either look like the worst thing you've yeah. ever fucking drawn yeah. or the best thing you've ever drawn yeah or it could be a, ma- a masterpiece yeah. yeah it could yeah. be a fucking masterpiece yeah. well, but if you don't take that space back you yeah. don't even know what it looks like well and I think even just the idea that you can reframe things enhance it like because you know a lot of us like start off just not even thinking that we're just like this I'm having this emotion yeah this is what's happening I'm the, gonna react nothing yeah. yeah which is what we do a lot of the time but I think just knowing that like that we have the access to like have a different perspective and that that is a tool that if we apply it every time it can help us quickly move through those feelings quicker or like have perspective or context for yeah. the feelings. Or right. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, really valuable. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, yeah. Reframing is probably, yeah. I, I think what you said, you were like, what probably the, I mean like one of the only reliable tools you can have. It's just like, that yeah the the space the space you get from that is just incredible now that yeah. I, I mean like when you think about it there's mm-hmm. there's i mean i do i will say <laughs> i hate it when people are like try to think about it where's the silver lining and i'm just like no you stop there's a time and a place i'm like that is not yeah there's a time and a place i also think reframing is something that like that's something that's personal choice you have to make not one that somebody can suggest like i don't want somebody to suggest that i look at it differently because i've been in my head looking at it from every fucking angle that i will yeah 
I will I will just like go into blind rage if yeah. somebody's yeah. like try looking yeah. at it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. like you no, look at it differently. Yeah, you gotta yeah, come yeah. To, or look at this. You know? Yeah, or it's one of those ones where like if you come to someone and they're like, hey, would you be cool with me offering a different perspective? Right? Yes. Maybe like, but we we're bad at oh, that. Yeah. But that could be a way. We're I'm like, terrible yeah. at asking before I try to yeah. offer help. Sometimes, yeah. so yeah. I'm just but like I've learned. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's the the thing that makes the that 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 could change the response of whether or not somebody even receives that help. Yeah, if you're not in a place to like receive that because it's like. If I'm at a place where I'm exhausted, I'm just like, okay, like, is there, do you have any ideas, you know, like, and somebody's like, oh, you know, like offers me that it's different than if I'm like, I'm exhausted. And they're like, well, have you tried? And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. I've tried yeah. everything yeah. that I'm I possibly like, could yeah. think of yeah. and I do not feel better. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, it's kind of like, it is what thing. it is. Yeah. Like, that's oh. something for me to say, not yeah. you. Well, and yeah. it made me think also too, that like how we were saying earlier, like maybe just leaning into the, like needing to do like some decompression, which mm. could be looked as depression, like staying right. in bed all day or yeah. whatever. Maybe the reframe is that like it's I don't feel great today and I'm allowed to not feel great today so I can lean into not feeling great and just yeah. try to take care of myself emotionally and yeah. physically. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the reframe isn't necessarily that it has to be more positive than what yeah, you initially it thought. Doesn't, yeah. It could just be that you don't have to sometimes, feel good today. Well, yeah, mean, sometimes but, the reframe leads you to some pretty shocking conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think even if I were to look at what I thought of as yesterday as depression, but like reframed it as decompression, yeah. like, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been a wasted day. If I look at it as depression, then yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, I wasted yesterday. Mm -hmm. But look at it as decompression. I was the busiest motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, and you yeah. didn't have to change your behavior necessarily. It was just like you gave yourself permission to feel the way you felt without yeah. labeling it as like a failure yeah. or like a bad day yeah. maybe it was just time you needed to recoup yes yeah and that's the other thing too is that sometimes yeah sometimes reframing and being like um at least in the way that i um the way that i reframed it's like sometimes it's not even necessarily something that you want to do <laughs> like yeah. if i'm like if i'm like oh i feel terrible i know that i feel anxious Thank you for letting me know. And then just kind of being like, what do I need? And then realizing that like, oh, I need to chill the hell out. Yeah. Like, and then all maybe of a I'm sudden, anxious because I need to relax. Yeah, maybe because yeah. I need to relax. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And, and it's just like, but it's but you kind of like you're like, OK, maybe I maybe I should. Maybe I have to, yeah. you know, yeah. And, yeah. and kind of going back and forth with yourself on that. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, that has been the smoke break. Uh, we are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pies Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I've been your host, your old pal Zane here with Faith Spencer. Yay. And Zoe Schwartz. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Awesome. Thank time. you.